Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of you that decided to tune into Ward on the Go. You are truly appreciated. I thank you. If you're a new listener, this podcast is all about young adults passionately finding their identity and purpose within the culture. If you tuned in before, I thank you for coming back. This is Ward on the Go. excited to have the breakthrough junkie leader expert i mean you name it she does it all um kirsten thank you for coming here today and and blessing us with uh, words of wisdom i appreciate you oh thank you you can do my intro anytime it's amazing <laughs> 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 thank you so much i'm so excited to be here and and to jam out with you and whatever like we just said whatever comes through is going to be so perfect yeah, it's a conversation, right? We, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really have anything planned. I mean, I have a couple of questions and and, and a couple of areas I want to dive deep into, but I want it to be as organic as possible. Twenty nineteen—that's a key word for anyone that's listening. Uh, if it's not mm-hmm. organic, and that's not just your food, <laughs> if the relationships are not organic, if the conversation is not organic, it's probably filled with a lot of fluff, and you're not gonna have any value from it. So, Kirsten's gonna bring a lot of organic, organic wisdom. <laughs> so listen up, okay? Um, yeah, and I just built a vegetable garden yesterday, so I'm eating. I'm eating it as organic as we get this year, <laughs> and like I'm all about, <laughs> all about creating spaciousness and just choosing the really intentional things that are going to move you forward and bring you joy. Yeah. Um, and like you said, getting rid of all the fluff. I love that. I mean, I didn't. I guys, if you're listening, I did not set that up with her. I didn't know that she built uh, her own vegetable garden in there, and. <laughs> That, which is awesome. I'm struggling with that. Yeah, I need to I need to focus on that a little bit more when it comes to my health yeah. and physical food. And so how quickly could you get that done? Does it take a long time to get that set up, a vegetable garden? Oh, it was like two hours. It was a little DIY job, this little tiny like one meter by one meter vegetable patch that you just clip together. It was no tools required. So yeah, this is why you need to move to Australia. There's space, there's sunshine, you grow your own vegetables. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm going to have to talk to the family. Like, uh, we got to go visit Australia just uh, on a yeah. business trip, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. So today's episode is all about the self-worth culture. And the reason that we have Kirsten on today, again, you heard an intro, the type of person she is. I believe she's going to... Now, not only bless all of you that, that are listening right now, I'm really tuning in so I can learn from her. Usually you have to pay to get in front of her, all right? You have to put some skin in the game before you get in front of her. And so I'm, I'm thankful that she would come on this podcast and just, I'm going to be the student and she's going to be the teacher. So something on Instagram that I uh, came across, you said, uh, creating that sweet spot between the do and be, focusing on less of the things overall of the things that look good on paper with intention, presence, and joy. Because if we're not having fun, if we have no space for life, we've missed the point. And that is Mm. a cost I'm not willing to pay anymore. Mm. Can you explain a little bit more about what what your insights were uh, when you wrote that? Yeah, so uh, over the holidays, I crafted out my three-month vision for the year, which is something that I did at the start of last year, and it really pushed me forward. And I think sometimes, you know, we don't really learn the lesson the first time around. And I crafted that vision out the exact same way 
as I did my previous vision, which is very much about the, okay, what are all the aligned committed actions that are going to bring me towards the one thing that I want to achieve for the month? And my tendency with anything, and this is something that's really present for me at the moment, and, you know, even came up yesterday, like on a day off, is that my brain immediately goes, okay, what's the maximum amount of things that we can cram into this month? And like, you know, I was messaging a friend yesterday and I just said, my, like I wake up in the morning and my brain's like, okay, great. We've got a whole day off. I'm going to clean the house, do the washing, go for a walk, tan, uh, build a vegetable garden, go to the grocery store. Like, and it just like goes into this like huge pipeline of possible things that could be done in the day. And if I don't get all of them done, I go immediately into, well, that was a shit day, you know, mm. because I didn't do the 12 things that I had on my list. And I think that's very much what played out in my vision. It was like, okay, I had like so many things that were crammed into these months. And already like two weeks in, I was like, I don't think I'm enjoying this. Like, yeah. do I, are these actually what I want to do? Is this actually my vision? Is Are these actually you know, part of my mission and what's going to bring me joy or does it just look good that if I ticked all of these things off yeah. that my ego would be satisfied that I had done so many things and achieved so much and accomplished so much and had a beautiful start to 2019 because I'd done so many things in the first three months. And I just kind of sat with that and was like, no, like not all of these things on my list are going to bring me joy and they're not all things that are aligned for me and that was exactly what had happened um, last time that I did my three-month vision was that I left no space for joy I had nothing on there that was enjoyable that was actually you know aligned and I just did the whole thing anyway because I wanted the satisfaction of saying that I had done that whole three-month vision and luckily I caught myself you know much quicker it was two weeks in and I was like okay well I'm on the same path as I was last year. I don't want to get to this three months and like having accomplished so much, but not actually having enjoyed any of it. And um, it's so interesting that this is where the conversation is going because I was actually listening to this beautiful podcast on the way, um, sorry, audio book on the way here this morning by Matt Kahn. And, you know, he was talking about, um, about how the quality of our, our life and our relationship to self and our self-worth is actually really um, in direct correlation to our relationship to space. And that's not something that I have had a very good relationship to is space and time and allowing myself the gift of space because we do need the input in order to output. And I think so many of us are caught in the trap of, you know, particularly with, you know, social media and algorithms and, you know, trying to, you know, gain more followers and all these things. There's so much that is like outputting in order to do that, that we forget that we are actually creatures that need to have space to input. And anytime that I give myself the gift of space, I get an enormous amount of creative downloads and like intuitive direction of what that next output should look like. But if we don't give ourselves the input time, and the time to be and rest and relax and just explore the spaciousness and expansiveness that we have access to in any moment, then our output is really, really, really suffering. And that's when we can get into overwhelm. That's when we can get into anxiety and stress and all of these things. And, you know, I think, oh God, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing well enough. I don't know what I'm going to do next. And we start getting confused of our next step and our path and start beating ourselves up because we're not we're not well rested. We don't have a good relationship to space and we're not allowing ourselves 
the gift of self-care and in order to know what that next step is for us and actually be able to come in refreshed with with ideas so that that sweet spot for me between the be and do to answer your question is really about cultivating that relationship between the input and output and giving myself the space to receive myself before I can then generously give in service. I'm super guilty of doing, doing, mm-hmm. and more doing. Yeah. As you were speaking there, I was I was kind of painting a picture of my entire 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Feeling like I had a lack of space, feeling like I had I was closed in and feel like mm. I was boxed in and I could not describe how I was feeling to others because I realized most people don't have my lifestyle, mm-hmm. <laughs> being always on the go. And, yep. you, and you said something unique. You said something about being able to receive oneself. Mm. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on, on what that means and how, how to do that? Because a, a lot of our listeners, I will say, when they reach out to me, they do know what they need. They just don't know the how. So what's what's mm. one of the steps that they can take to start receiving themselves so that they can find the space they're looking for? Mm. So I think that ab- our abundance in our life is directly correlated to our ability to receive. And I think so many of us are in the trap of giving, whether it be with our time, our energy. You know, we're always trying to make sure that everybody else around us is taken care of, um, pleased, you know, that our followers have gotten the post that day or you know that our partner is you know have has their needs met or that our work is taken care of but we don't really allow ourselves the gift to really be able to like you said receive ourselves and like allow us to be held and us to be able to meet our own needs and really receive all of the gifts that we have access to at any moment and I think that is again about taking space and knowing yourself enough to know about what that space is going to really look like for you. And like someone asked me the other day, what's the best things you can do for self-care? But that's, I think, really up to you about what makes you feel good. And it's about starting to notice like all of those little things. Like for me, getting out in nature, even just going for a walk Mm -hmm. is so important. And like I did that this morning and it created so much space and some ideas came through because I was out in nature. I was in my happy place. I was present. I had nothing else to do but yeah. just be. And, you know, that's another time for me is in the bath, like just allowing myself to have a nice like magnesium soak. And um, or, yeah, just going out into the yard and reading a book um, or like, you know, yesterday building a vegetable patch. I think that's going to be like a new area of me to receive because I'm just there watering the garden. There's like nothing to do but just enjoy being present in that moment. And I think whatever you can find that brings you joy and presence, you know, the beach is another, like probably my happiest place and like the space where I feel the most relaxed and rejuvenated and free is just sort of being in the water and just allowing myself to be immersed in nature. And they're the moments when we actually allow ourselves to give to us and allow ourselves to receive the space, the rest, the silence that we can then be better partners, better colleagues, better employees, like whatever it is, better business owners. We, but we need to take that time for ourselves. And I think the only way you can really do that is sometimes even to schedule that in and just knowing that it's a daily priority. Like for me, you know, this is a conversation that my partner and I have had is really our mornings now are for us, like mm. individually, not necessarily as a team as often because 
for us, we both have such individual requirements in the morning that are going to make us show up better in the relationship, show up better in our lives, show up better in our business, that that is a non-negotiable time really now for us. So um, for me, moving my body, getting out in nature, um, just allowing myself to have some sort of gratitude practice in there as well or some moment of presence and stillness because sometimes I think that outward push that we have is looking for a feeling Mm. and I think often we're missing the step that that feeling comes from within so we're often chasing you know for me it's that feeling of like fulfillment and contentment and sometimes we're so busy chasing that from outside sources in the giving Mm. and the doing that we forget that we can actually receive that by just dropping in and receiving and being well from what I'm hearing from you it sounds like tuning into the inner self right Knowing, mm. knowing what your voice actually sounds like um, and the voice of receiving sounds like because I think everyone mm. has that voice of giving, right? It's that one thing inside of you that urges you and pushes you on to want to give to someone, whether it's time or money or, or, or your emotions or whatever it may be. There is that voice I think most people are used to hearing, but based on what you just said, it's, it seems like there's also an internal voice that's saying stop, receive, mm. and, and refresh. Um, yeah. And I think that's a beautiful focus there because, you know, with all the craziness that goes on in our world, and, and you said something about if we're, you and your partner, when you wake up in the morning, it's not for the team, it's actually for the individual because you all have, mm-hmm. you both have two different types of requirement that will take two different types of energy uh, mm-hmm. uh, to input and to output, right? And I'm telling you right now, my audience who are young adults that, some are married, some are not married, some have kids, some don't have kids, some have crazy jobs. I can imagine right now, if they're right next to their, their you know, their partner, they're, they're giving them the elbow right now. Like, I told you, yeah, <laughs> yeah I needed my space, yeah. right? And you, and, you know, that was such a hard thing for us to do, especially when we first moved in together. It was like we wanted to give to each other and make sure that we were spending the morning together and making mm-hmm. the best use of that time together. But Um, what we were noticing was that it was really coming at a cost to both of us. And, you know, on the weekends, we might go for a walk together. Um, You know, we always like make sure to connect like first thing in the morning, like whether that be a good morning, kiss, hug, whatever, that's our little connection time in the morning. But then we go off and do our own thing. And it's really allowed us to deepen our connection with each other because both of our needs are being met because he's like on in the morning. Like that's like he's like... (laughs) most productive most high inspired like if I go for a walk with him I'm just like overwhelmed because he's just like brain dump like with all these like amazing ideas and I'm just like zen off with the fairies like looking at the trees like and I'm trying to go look how beautiful that tree is babe and he's just like yeah and then this like financial idea I had and I'm like wow no like so it's just like our energies don't really meet in the morning like that like we need different energy like you said like he's high vibe that's his like inspired time for me that's my like let me just take a moment. Let me be present. Let me get my energy in like my flow into a state of being where I feel really present and dropped in and like grateful and very earthy and grounded so that I can go about my day and actually then give to others from that space. Oh, wow. I, if my wife is listening to this right now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, babe, <laughs> for overloading you with all my inspiration in the morning. <laughs> when you're just getting up so uh i I realize i'm not the only guy out there doing the same thing so that's that's a good sign (laughs) for sure you know you said something kirsten about flow Uh, in one of your posts you said something that has been getting abundantly more clear to me through my journey 
we resist being in flow because we fear mm -hmm. we won't get enough done, won't progress fast enough, will be outmaneuvered. But what I am uncovering, flow really is, is aligned hustle. I love that, by the way. Mm. Being in flow doesn't mean that nothing happens. It means it happens effortlessly. Because what you're doing is for you, it lights you up and pulls you forward. Okay. Mm. You got to tell me what happened to you for that to be able to come out the way that it did. Because that is beautiful. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to steal it, but I'm definitely yeah. going <laughs> to use it. It's definitely going into my routine of... of it's a line hustle. I love that. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when, when we think about being in flow, I think a lot of us go into resistance about that because, you know, we are in a culture of hustle and like, you know, you're in America right now, like there's no greater place of the culture of hustle <laughs> than the USA. And, you know, I think it's like in a perpetual state of doing. And I think when we think about going into flow, we're like, oh, well, that just sounds like you're just cruising down the river and you're not actually doing anything and you're just allowing, you know, everything to unravel and you're not actually putting in any effort and you're not doing anything. You're just like relaxed and chill and like just letting life happen to you instead of you creating life. And I think that was why I was in so much resistance about it. And, you know, like I just said before about the ego, like the ego is always worried about what's going on outside of you, whether there's enough time, you know, always marrying up about whether experiences are matching up to its expectations, whereas the soul is perfectly aligned with time and its purpose. And it's mm -hmm. that sort of like balancing the, the two and knowing, I guess, that you are being called forward and pulled forward by your soul's alignment and trusting that and also not negating the do. And I think that was part of me, you know, it was that sort of like pendulum for me. It was like, well, if I go all the way into being like, what's going to get done? Um, because I'm great at doing and like, I like, sometimes I love the hustle, mm -hmm. but I was also recognizing that being in that hustle mode all the time was really ineffective. And again, what we're talking about finding that sweet spot between the be and do that really is the aligned hustle because the finding the things that are, you know, when we're talking about that three month vision before as well, it's finding the things that are actually truly important to you, truly going to move the needle, truly going to bring you forward to the vision that you have and that are going to bring you joy along the way so that you are actually able to enjoy the process. And that actually then doing less of the things with a hundred percent focus mm -hmm. rather than all of the things with overwhelm and anxiety is that aligned hustle because you're actually giving yourself that gift of spaciousness in between each intentional activity in order to not only enjoy the process and enjoy the hustle and get shit done mm -hmm. with ease because you're allowing yourself that gift of downtime and rest and rejuvenation and input in between. So you are well rested, you are in creative flow and you're doing the most important things rather than ticking a whole bunch of shit off a checklist that you're not even that passionate about. Oh, you, you're speaking my language when you talk about passion, right? All right. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're never really going to feel fulfilled. Mm. And as you said earlier, fulfillment was something you were looking for. And, that, and to, to gain fulfillment, you, you need to have something that's sustainable. And if you're not passionate about it, when uh, tough times come, you're going to feel like you're on a, on a boat that has no foundation. Um, yeah. So I think what you hit right there was very important. And, and for the listeners out there that are listening to this, 
Um, man, it's cr- this has to be the craziest time to be a young adult. There's so mm. many different type of distractions. And even on the last podcast, we talked about comparison. Comparison, when you don't even know yourself, it's hard to really love yourself in a way. And so you try to imitate or mimic what other people do, and you end up losing part of yourself. And, and so I guess that's one of my next questions to you is, you know, you talked about joy, but how can someone have joy if they don't necessarily know how to love themselves? Mm. And, you know, this has been such a core part of my journey because for such a long time I really didn't. And I think, you know, that is one of the biggest gifts that we can give to ourselves is to really nourish the relationship that we have with ourselves and nourish our self-worth. And comparison is the quickest way to pull you out of that. And for me, I had to take a month off social media last year, Mm. like a month where I just deleted all the apps and didn't look or engage with anything because I just had to take that time to really tap back in and refocus on what I wanted and what was important to me and what my message was. And it's so much easier to tap into your own truth and nourish that relationship with yourself when you're not constantly marrying your life up and comparing it to what everyone else is doing. And obviously part of my like a whole most of my job really is about being (laughs) online so I couldn't really leave the apps deleted forever but what that month really taught me was to spend a lot more time consuming and more time creating and I think that if you are somebody with something that's you know really big on your heart and you want to create a vision spending less time consuming before you create is so important and like I've had to go through and cull you know, a whole bunch of people out of my feed that no longer inspired me and no longer left me feeling good when I scroll past their posts. Mm. I've had to, you know, put people on mute. I've had to um, take specific times. Like I don't check my phone first thing in the morning until I've done my morning ritual now because I don't want to already go straight into that comparison mode and straight into um, someone else's idea of life and straight into what someone else is doing before I even have a chance to check in with myself and really about creating more intentional time online. And like I said, like I will jump on and I will create first, like do my post first before checking anyone else's because I was finding when I was jumping on there and like doing a quick scroll before I did a post, I no longer wanted to post because I was like, Oh, that person kind of just said what I wanted to say. And (laughs) they probably said it better than I was going to. So I'm just not going to say it. And I think, you know, we can get so bogged down in what everyone else is doing, Mm. what their life looks like and how they're articulating their message that sometimes, you know, we can think that our voice is not important when it truly is, you know, someone needs what you have to share and the medicine that's on your heart. And they're only going to receive it in the way that you can articulate it. And, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet. No one's going to resonate with one person. Like not everyone's going to resonate with one person. Like all of our voices and all of our messages has been intentionally gifted to us by source. And it's a gift for a reason. It's meant to be given and passed on. So it's incredibly selfish to hang on to our gifts. So allowing yourself the gift to yourself of not being in constant comparison, however that's going to play out for you, whether that is taking a whole month off social media or giving yourself intentional times or unfollowing people doing a call and recognizing as well that a lot of what we see online is an illusion. And it's hard for our brain to compute that Mm. because it's just, we, we are in such a digital consumption age Mm -hmm. that it's very hard to stop sometimes and just be like that person 
may not even look like that. That may not even be their life. You know, I have heard stories of people that have like been working on a yacht and posted that they had hired the yacht for the day or out on their mm. yacht for the day. And, you know, like people, you know, people are very smooth online. Like, you know, I think we have to stop believing everything that we see mm. and recognize that a lot of people are only putting out their highlight reels and that every single person has their shit they're dealing with. And, you know, in all of the workshops that I do, like every single person has some sort of trauma that they are processing or something that they are working through. Like no one is exempt from life. And that is like one of the things that I've really recognized recently. And it's a great reminder being in the, in the, in the work that I am, because it just reminds me that, you know, like I said, no one's exempt from life. We're all working through our shit and everybody is overcoming something throughout that day, whether they're showing it or talking about it or not. And I think the more that we're willing to, face off with vulnerability and shame and share, you know, more transparently, you know, I don't even like to use the word vulnerability because it implies there's something to be lost, but transparency, mm. you know, allows the light through. Like that's what we're doing when we share our story and share our gifts is we're giving permission for people to embrace their own story and their own truth and do the same. Very moved by that because I, I, I've seen some of your work in action. I've seen how people have responded to what you're saying mm. right now. So I know you live it. This is not just talk for you. Um, mm. Speaking about the billions of people in this world and the people that you help, is there a place or a space for collaboration when it comes to helping someone build up their self-worth? Is there an area or a space for that? And if there is, how would someone go about helping someone find their self-worth? Mm. That's a great question. I think that that's something that, you know, there are obviously a lot of, you know, groups online. Um, and I think, you know, whenever I'm sort of encouraging people to step into this space and sort of start to, you know, work on themselves and embrace their self-worth, you know, start with what you can access. And there are so many free groups online and spaces that you can build community and people that are going through the same journey as you. Um, obviously then if you wanted to, you could elevate into paid programs or one-on-one -on -one coaching or however you, however that journey looked for you. But there are so many things that you can access that are for free. Like I've even got a free seven day program that's to empowerment and there's just so many things that you can access. But I think to cultivate your self-worth it's such an individual journey as well mm. because like I said we're all overcoming something different mm. from a different point of view so I think building that relationship with self is going to be a personal journey and I think it comes from facing off with the things that we don't really want to see I think for me the biggest breakthrough in working towards self-worth was actually releasing and clearing all of the shit that was actually not my truth and holding me back. And I think that's why, you know, with all of my clients, like limiting beliefs is like a non-negotiable that we work through because, you know, there's so many things that, that we have experienced through mainly as a child that then formulate our core belief and our brain's job is to basically prove our core belief right, regardless of whether it's harmful or maybe not effective to where we want to be and our relationship to self. And we then go through the world building a whole bunch of evidence to prove why we shouldn't have self-worth and why we shouldn't believe in ourselves because we have all of this evidence to prove 
why we're not enough. And for me, my not enough story was the biggest thing holding me back. And it's about facing off with where that came from and really identifying where the first memory that you can access of when you started to not believe in yourself and finding the through line of experiences that come from that and starting to recognize like, was it just, you know, as a child, like we don't really have the ability to really see, oh, that person was having a bad day. That's why they said it. We just take that on as our experience and that as our truth. And when you actually can go back and, you know, for me, the first memory that I can recall of that where I didn't feel enough was because a family member had critiqued an assignment that I was really proud of. Like looking back, you know, that's such an insignificant thing. And I'm sure that that family member didn't think anything of it in the moment. But that was such a huge thing to me as a child that then really started to the snowball of experiences that proved that no matter what I did, it wasn't going to be good enough. So I think facing off with those experiences and recognizing them as not our truth, our, you know, truth with a capital T, rather truth with a lowercase t, (laughs) and starting to work through that and clear it and heal it. And, you know, sometimes it comes through tears. Sometimes it comes through time. Sometimes it comes through talking. There's healing modalities like breath work. It can be journaling the experience out. It can be you know, moving it out, dancing it out, whatever it is, but just allowing yourself to really be with and clear the things that are holding you back and then starting to build evidence to the contrary. And for me, that's what the last two years has been. It's been facing off with what was no longer going to be my truth and then building evidence for myself around why I should have self-worth and developing that relationship with self. And it was really through taking action of all the things that I didn't think that I was going to be able to do and continually proving myself wrong. And I think when we prove ourselves wrong and prove our beliefs wrong, that's when we can start to build the evidence and the self-worth because we're in the action of proving those beliefs to not be our truth. And a series of questions that I roll through quite Mm -hmm. a lot is, is it true? Mm -hmm. And quite often, like the answer is going to be no. (laughs) Of course, sometimes your brain's going to jump in and say, of course it's true. And then you say, but is it really true? Like, can you prove it to be true? And you know, that could be like that person thinks blah, blah, blah of me. And you haven't even asked them. You haven't even had a conversation. So of course you don't know if it's true because you haven't even had the conversation. And then it's like, who would I be if I chose not to believe that thought or have that belief about myself anymore? And like thinking about and really dropping into all of the experiences like what would be possible for you if you chose to release that and then creating a belief for you that's truer truer that would serve you and that would allow you to believe in yourself and have that self-worth i don't know about you if you're listening to this right now i'm i'm excited i'm really (laughs) excited because i'm going to take these three steps that you just gave so eloquently and and apply so the first thing i heard was to question, is it really true? Mm. And, and then when that voice comes back, say, is it really, really, really true? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, get that. Long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dive deep into it. So is it really true? And then, and then the second part that I heard was, if I believe, if I choose not to believe this truth, so-called truth, mm. who will I be? I th- wow, mm. that is powerful. That's empowering. Who will I be? And I don't think too many people think about you know, if we're at the workplace and someone says, this is the way that you do things. And if you choose not to believe it, who, what type of person will you be? You know, I think that's an amazing question to ask in, in every aspect of our life. And then 
Uh, the third one is uh, what are the real truths, right? Then am I going to move forward in believing? Um, yeah, what do I want to believe about myself? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is what do I want to believe about myself? I think there's a lot of young ladies out there um, that do listen to this podcast. Um, very successful, but the one area I do know that they they're, they're hurting in is acceptance. And, and I think those mm. three steps that you just put right there, I think that is the, the start of something special. So if mm. you are listening and you are tuning in, I definitely want you to keep repeating that this, this part of the podcast back, because I think those are powerful, empowering uh, leadership questions and skill sets that you can continue to learn. Even if you're not good at it yet, you can continue to practice it more and more. And and speaking of practice, as we're as we're ending our podcast, which I wish we can go on a little bit a little bit longer, can you just tell a little bit about what you do for your profession and, and how you help people and, and 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 where the people can find you if they want to ask questions to you and things of that sort? Mm, yeah. Quickly before I jump into that, I just wanted to say that off the back of that, what do I want to believe in myself? Yes. There's no two greater words that you can place in front of anything other than I am. Like mm. so Whatever you want to end that sentence with, make sure it's something empowering and repeat that to yourself, like make that your empowering mantra and have that on replay to yourself. Like not I would like to be, not I want to be, not I hope to be one day, I am. Like make it present for you and in this moment and make it powerful. Wow. Uh, you know what? Actually, yeah. I just heard something on, the. I think it was Good Morning America and uh, I believe the actor is uh, Shamik Moore. And if I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm messing your name up. I apologize. <laughs> he, he played uh, Miles Morales in the new Spider-Man movie. And he said that three years or four years prior to the movie being made in his journal, he wrote, I am Miles Morales. Mm. And how amazing that is three to four years later, he's starring in one of the biggest Spider-Man movies ever to be made. And he played Miles Morales. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. You know, our, our language creates our world. So mm. whatever language you are using, become really aware of that and make sure that it's empowering you forward into the vision that you want for yourself. And, um, yeah. So yeah, basically if you want to know what I do, I guess I say that I'm an empowerment alchemist. And the reason <laughs> that I say that is because I, the, well, firstly, The Alchemist was actually one of the books that really set me on this journey. So mm. I love, love, love the idea of that, of basically taking something and, and transmuting it into something else. And I think that's what the whole process of personal development is. And, you know, I was living from such a place of disempowerment for so long that I was trying so many different modalities to move into empowerment. And what I do in the way that I coach is, to not just look at the neck up. And I think that's what, you know, a, a fair amount of coaching is, is it's just looking at mindset or just looking at reprogramming the mind. But I have found that some of the biggest leaps, jumps, shifts that I've had has been through shifting experiences from the body. So I love to look at it from a holistic approach, like mind, body, soul, and do energy release, energy clearing, as well as you know, mindset coaching as well as spiritual practices so that you are actually like fusing all of that beautiful goodness together and stepping into the embodied truth of who you are. So that's why I say empowerment alchemy because it's a process of fusing those three three elements that, that make us make our human experience what it is. How, how can they find you? Uh, what's the best way to stay in contact with you? 
Yeah, so if you jump on Instagram, it's uh, at Kirsten Morrison underscore because somebody had already stolen my name. I like, I'm like i going to have to buy her out, I swear. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you have on there, my, my website's in my bio as well at the moment. It's set to um, a free resource that you can download, which is my seven days to empowerment program, which is free. And if you jump on the website, there's a whole work with me section there as well. At the moment, I have two spots left for one-on-one coaching for the first quarter of the year. Look, she's already booked. You see that? Look, but she found time for us on this podcast and I'm so thankful for it. And Kirsten, you're more than just a guest to me. You're a friend. I appreciate you. You're amazing to see where you are today from, I guess, uh, I guess we've known each other for a couple of years. Can we say years now? yeah i think we first connected in 2016 i have no idea how (laughs) but it was right before i came over to america on that three-month trip which was a whole different version of myself like i had no idea what i wanted to do on that trip and it was just yeah the that that was really like you know you you think about those those key signposts in life that point you off in different directions that was that for me so you have really witnessed the evolution of you know, pretty much like the end of my fashion blogging days to, mm. <laughs> to coach and, and everything that happened in between. So I, I appreciate you. You are absolute magic in this world and the world is so much richer for who you be and the way that you share your light and your gifts. So thank you so much for not only having me on as a guest, but for your <laughs> friendship as well. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I receive, I receive all of the, yes, good, yes receiving right yeah. now. Receive it. I'm not blocking away any compliments or any <laughs> blessings that you're no, giving me right you now. You know that that is that is actually really important that you touched on that because even receiving compliments mm. is actually linked to receiving abundance. So every time that you don't allow someone to help you, support you, compliment you, you're also telling the universe, "I don't receive blessings." Mm. So actually like even in those minute little moments receiving even if all you can say is thank you because it's so uncomfortable because that was me for a really <laughs> long time like it's just like being like thank you and like really awkwardly nodding um because it was so uncomfortable to receive and that's you know part of part of my work as well so i i relate but it's important <laughs> well you're amazing and i hope you received that compliment and uh i thank I you do. again thank you again <laughs> give my hellos to your partner who's amazing and hilarious on Instagram as well and uh, cracks me up as well. I'm just thankful for your, again, for your friendship. And I know that those who are listening right now, if you uh, were blessed or even just touched by this podcast, please, please uh, reach out to Kirsten, give her some love, give her some energy, let her know that her words do matter and they're valuable because they, they do. And, and your words and, uh, are valuable and they matter and because they do. And I'm um, just very thankful for you tuning in. And uh, until next time, I'll, I'll try to get Kirsten on here again so that she can talk about her journey uh, from Australia to the U.S. for about three months and what she saw and what mm-hmm. she experienced and how it transformed her into the encouragement, empowering, empowering alchemist that she is today. You guys live in an absolutely amazing country. Like. <laughs> There is so much, no, I'm serious. There is so much magic in the USA. I can't even describe it, but every time I go there, it just gives me a new gift. There's just so much opportunity for impact and growth and expansion there. So yeah, I'm just so grateful for everybody in your country. Like it is amazing. And um, I can't wait to get back there. And I just wanted to leave on like one point, one final point. I know I keep dragging this out, but I've got so much to say. Um, I think, you know, we're talking about self-worth and that validation just before as well. 
um, you know, I think sometimes we go through life and we're, you know, looking like, are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? We're looking for, for that external hit, but we get to give that to ourselves first and foremost. And like everything we've been talking about in that, in this whole podcast, like give, give to yourself first so that you can give to everyone else around you from the overflow and meet and learn to meet your own needs. And the universe is sometimes giving us so many opportunities to self-soothe and to learn how to meet our own needs first and foremost. And that is the biggest game changer is when we can meet our own needs first and foremost and don't need the reassurance, the validation, the love or anything to come from an outside source. And we don't have any expectations for our happiness and our worth attached outside of ourselves and can meet that first and foremost within, then the whole game changes because we are full and then we are going out into the world as the fullest expression of ourselves and can give from that space. Wow. Well, that's a bonus right there. Usually you have to pay mm. for that one, guys. So she just gave that to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, thank you so much, Kirsten, for your time. I Thanks. appreciate you. All of you that are either headed to work um, this Monday or just tuning in um, this week, uh, we're so thankful for you. And uh, we hope that you stay on the go. We'll check you later. Thank you, guys. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris Ward Jr. And I want to just thank you so much for tuning into this current episode. Hopefully you were able to add something to your day by listening to this podcast. And one of the best ways to help me out is by sharing this podcast with people that you know would benefit from it. I'm truly, truly appreciative of that. Another thing you can do is just reach out to me because if there's any topics or ideas that you're thinking of that you would like for me to talk about and maybe possibly get on the podcast, reach out to me at Chris Ward Jr. on Twitter or Instagram, or you can reach me through the anchor app check you guys later peace love